When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. Aaron Rodgers has seen the light, at least literally. I'm not sure about figuratively. I don't know what discovering of himself he has done or of his career in the National Football League moving forward. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. All you have to do is tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh. Find him on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. So Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat is over, apparently, Joe. At least we think so. And this thing, I mean, this darkness retreat, because now there's some pictures out there of what it probably looked like. He went to an actual facility to do this darkness retreat. Like, I thought, is it that hard to find darkness? Like, I feel like, right? Like, I'm thinking about open up in a facility of myself. Like, I could just open up one of my house and, like, you know, tape off some windows or something and rent it out for a darkness retreat. I- I'm surprised could there's you? entire facilities for this. Could you? And-, and could you avoid the distraction within that? See, that's the thing. Because I originally thought when he said he was doing a darkness retreat, I thought he was just doing it in his own home. I didn't realize he was going to a place, but the more you think of it, the more you realize you're going to be so much more inclined to quit in the comforts of your own home or something you're familiar with. You, you should turn it over to professionals. I'm on this website now. I'll tell you what. First of all, uh, under frequently asked questions, question number one, what does this cost? They do not list that question. They do let you know. <laughs> so one uh, can it, imagine. Yeah. Is there hot water? Yes. The bath tube and sink are plumbed with hot water. I've never really The bath heard it. tube? The bathtub, excuse me, are plumbed with hot water. How does the toilet work? The cabin is equipped with a flushing toilet. How is the ventilation? The retreats have been built with a very well-engineered active ventilation system that includes a couple fans. <laughs> very well-engineered. Uh, uh, I mean, that fans. is state-of-the-art right there. Some fans yeah. going. I, it's, MIT it's grads. Under, a lot of it's underground, from what I understand, which, I mean, that would be hard for me to open a facility here in Florida uh, if it's underground. But a lot of it's underground. That's why I kept describing it to you as a cave. Because the one girl I knew who had done one, she quite literally was going into a cave to do it. This seems like he's in like a a bunker. It looks like that's a way. To, it looks way like out it. of the Hobbit. Bunker, hut, something of that uh, ilk, if you would say. It looks fascinating. It is exactly what you would expect from the website. Very hippie-ish, very out there, very much you getting in touch with yourself. Quotes from famous Buddhas and people of that nature. Um, I'm fascinated by it. I, I, I would not do this for four days. I would absolutely not do this for four days. I have kids. I can't do anything for four days on my own. But I'd do this for one day. I would want to see how this plays out for one day. And I got to be honest, the guy's a master at this because I really am interested in hearing about how it went. Like, uh, right, Well, don't worry. He will tell too. us. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, don't worry. Don't worry. He's doing this to tell us about it. Let's be honest. I have zero desire to ever do this. I mean, to each their own. Uh, you know, I, I get it. Uh, you know, with Are the you scared of it? To do it for one day, would you be scared of it? I, I just have no interest. I have no interest. Like, one of the things it's supposed to do is, like, make memories more vivid. I'm like, I, I don't know if I really want all that. You know? Like, I'm good. Fair. Like, if I suppress something. For, like, I think I had a pretty good childhood. 
I don't really need to find out otherwise, you know? Like, if I suppress something for my child, I'm good. I don't mean to keep make light of the whole thing, yeah, right? But I'm like, that's just my philosophy in life. I feel like I've done a lot of self-discovery, you know? Like, I faced my mortality as a cancer survivor quite young. Like, I, I feel like I'm good. Like, I'm in touch with, uh, you know, whatever. But to each their own. Uh, so I just don't have an interest in doing it. But I guess I understand people who do. Scott Berman, he is the creator of Sky Cave Retreats. He was on Canty and Carlin. He described a typical room at a darkness retreat. It's um, about a 300-square-foot room that's totally dark. There's lights when people first get in there, so they're able to navigate and see their way around. There's a bathtub. There's a toilet. There's a sink. There's a place to roll around on the floor. There's a place to sit and eat. And there's a room on the other side where I enter into, and there's a double cabinet where I put in food, close the door, and on the other side, the dark retreatant can open it and receive food, and no light uh, comes through in that process. Ours are also pretty much soundproof. So you enter into a space where the external world, as you know it, no longer exists. I mean, can you, like, is there, like, a safe word if you want to get out of this thing? Like, that that's, oh, and you'd have no sense of time. So you'd be in there, I would imagine, for like two hours and you'd be thinking like, it's been an entire day. I'm good. I've got I've got through one day. And it's like you've got through, you know, 65 minutes. This will mess you up. This will really mess you up. If you take away all of that sensory perception, you're not able to see anything. You're not hearing anything. You don't know what time. Like, this is solitary confinement. This is why they yes. punish prisoners with solitary confinement so that they fall in line and don't want to go into solitary confinement because you go down there and you start seeing sounds and hearing colors and all the other things they taught us about in sixth grade health class. When you take acid, what ends up happening to you? This is just going to end up happening to you naturally. I would love to know what it was like. I mean, this will obviously be probably the second question for McAfee because the first question will end up being, you know, how was it? But I want to know what it was like coming out. Like when you emerge from this, that has got to be an onslaught of, of just sensory overload, right? Like light, yes. sound, wind in your face, everything. Like you can't get behind a car or go function in any capacity right afterwards. You can't just go have a beer. You'd probably be wasted. I'd have to imagine. It seems like, to, I mean, it seems torturous to me. It seems like to me that would something that would have a negative impact on my mental well-being, frankly. But I understand people do it for the opposite result of that. Jeff Darlington, ESPN's NFL reporter, was on the 6 p.m. Sports Center. He discussed where could Aaron Rodgers go next season after this darkness retreat. I was speaking with some Packers sources, and one very important person told me that he believes ultimately that Rodgers will be back in Green Bay. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it definitely happens that way, but he thinks that Aaron Rodgers made a commitment to the organization last year, and the organization made a commitment to him. We will see how that works out. But even if Rodgers weren't to stay in Green Bay and wasn't to go to the Jets, there are still the Raiders lurking. A team with Devontae Adams at wide receiver, a coach in Josh McDaniels who definitely covets Aaron Rodgers and believes that he is an elite upper echelon quarterback and an owner in Mark Davis who would love to make a splash at quarterback. So Aaron Rodgers would have options if he were to leave the Packers, not just with the Jets. So he's going to go through all of this and four days in darkness and he's going to come out and he's just going to go back to being the quarterback of the Packers. So we're going to do this whole song and dance next season.
I mean, what do you think the transition is like from coming out of the darkness retreat to getting back into your normal routine, whatever that would would be for him? You can't just jump right back into it, right? Like, I think this place was in Oregon. Do you go find a hotel somewhere and just kind of ease in to life? Because it's, I'm telling you, people laugh at this, but I I would imagine this was extremely difficult for Rogers or Uh, anyone who would do it. I'm sure it was extremely difficult. I think people... I'm sure some people would understand this. I think one of the things also that's hard to wrap your head around is like from the outside looking in, we all assume Aaron Rodgers has a very good life, right? So it's like, why do you want to make your life so difficult? Why do you want to go through these horrendously hard things rather than, you know, hang out at your mansion with your air conditioning and your televisions or your probably multiple mansions, right? So that's our perspective, obviously, from the outside looking in. I'm sure it's a little bit different when you're living in that world and you're actually Aaron Rodgers. We'll see. I'm sure he will tell us the results of everything and all of the self-discovery on the Pat McAfee show. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. We'll also see if he tells us where he's going. Because I could totally see him going on McAfee talking about the darkness retreat and then being like, oh, I'm still thinking. <laughs> like, well, I mean, like, yeah, Aaron, gotta be you, pondering. I mean, if you but if you didn't think, buddy, for four days in darkness with no distractions, like what are we doing? Coming up next here on Joe and Amber. The NBA is back in action tonight, but we focus on the future of the league. Next, ESPN's radio is also on the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Joe and Amber, the podcast. We're going to get into the future of the NBA. Our very own Malika Andrews sat down with some of the future of the NBA over All-Star Weekend. Some interesting things coming out of that. Before we talk about the future, though, of the league, the league appears to be in good hands with some very bright young stars. Let's go ahead and try to earn you a little bit more money. It is time. Let's do another pizza money. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, pizza money number one tonight was the Thunder over the Jazz. That game's a pick'em, and it is in Utah. Pizza money number two starts at 10 p.m. Eastern. It's the Lakers minus six over the Warriors. Big number to lay, but the Warriors have been abysmal on the road this season. Seven and 22, 28th in defensive rating, 25th in net rating. Oh, by the way, no Steph Curry tonight, no Andrew Wiggins tonight, no Andre Iguodala tonight. The Lakers 
according to LeBron James, are about to embark on the most important 23 games of his career. I think they come out looking to send a message. Maybe it's tight early in this game because the Warriors come out looking to throw a punch against the Lakers in a situation where everyone's off the break. But I think ultimately the cream rises at the top and the Lakers cover the six in pizza money number two. So I mentioned there Malika Andrews sat down with the future of the NBA and the future of the NBA in this case was Ja Morant, Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, and Donovan Mitchell. Those stars, certainly part of the future of the NBA. Let's start with who's missing. Is anybody missing on that list? Do you feel like that's a complete list? Are you surprised Donovan Mitchell's on that list? Like, were these the four guys that if you were if you were tasked with interview the future of the NBA, were these the four guys that you would have grabbed? These are a good four. I think Devin Booker has to be in the conversation. The one that stands out to me, I mean, he was supposed to be the next LeBron is Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson is supposed to be from everything we've been told with him growing up, him at Duke and him landing with the Pelicans. He was supposed to be the face of the NBA. But when you play 114 of a possible 286 games, which is 39% in the four seasons you've been in the NBA, yeah, you're going to get left out of conversations like this, unfortunately. He is being left out of conversations like this. And you're right. By now, we would have expected him to be darn near the face of the league. Certainly the face of the future of the league. It's so disappointing because when we have seen him on the court, he's phenomenal. I mean, he is a wild, wild talent. But that man just can't stay on the court. And that might end up being the story of his career. And if you're only going to be playing 30 games a season, then your NBA career is certainly not going to amount to what we expected him to be when he was that number one overall pick. These other guys, I would say it's a good list. I do wonder like what, what does like, what connotes future though? Like how young do you have to be? I think, I don't think there's a guy over 26, right? Donovan's 26. Jason is 24 on this list. Yeah, like Colts you're not going to put Jokic on it because he's 28. So, well, so that's what I that's where I was going because my initial thought was, how do you not have Jokic on this list? Like Jokic to me, I guess I think of him as the next generation because to me Jokic is not in the same category as LeBron, as Steph Curry, as Kevin Durant. Like who are we thinking of when we think of the old generation, to me, it's those guys. It's CP3. It's those guys who are all over 35 years old. And so then Jokic would be on the list of sort of the next generation and the future of the NBA. And we're talking about a dude who's about to be a three-time back-to-back MVP. But I guess maybe at 28 is a little too old. So I guess maybe the cutoff is 26 then? Yeah, I think what you're looking for here isn't just an age cutoff. That's one criteria. You're looking for guys who haven't necessarily won titles. You're looking for guys who haven't necessarily won MVP awards. Jokic has gone out there and he's looking at his third straight MVP award. He's kind of off in his own class. A guy like Embiid has been around long enough. Giannis has won titles and MVPs. So there's this distinction between age being one of the criteria, but the younger guys who haven't necessarily broken through in a huge way just yet. Jokic might not have a title, but he's got multiple MVPs. I would take those guys out of the list as well as some of the older guys like Dame and players of that nature. I mean, that's fair because Jokic, Giannis, and Joel Embiid are all 28 years old. So that makes sense that like maybe they're kind of like in their own generation then. Yeah, and the, middle the youngest, tier. you know, they're, they're the second tier. Yeah. And so then the, they're the middle tier and middle so aged. now, they, I mean, let's just say it. There's the old guys, the middle-aged guys and the young guys. We're talking about yeah. the young guys. Now, but the ones we just mentioned are the middle-aged dudes, like you and me, old and you're middle-aged. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, my, boxing nothing, standard, nothing my will, basketball standards, 
I mean, but nothing makes you feel older in this world than covering sports. It really doesn't. Uh, you just don't think about it when you get into this business because you're just so young and you're just so youthful and full of life. And then all of a sudden you're 40 and you're talking about 28-year-olds being middle-aged. The uh, worst is when the kids. kids of players you grew up watching, those I kids know. are now playing. Like Asante Samuel's kid playing yes. corner, that messes me up every time I see that. <laughs> and there's more and more of those kids coming up, especially in baseball. Like Dante Bichette's son, Bo Bichette, uh, Vlad Guerrero, Guerrero Jr., seemingly all of them play for the Blue Jays, all those sons of guys I watched when I was growing up, that's what makes me feel the oldest. Yeah, that always makes me feel old as well. So with these young stars, I think it's a good list. Uh, I think that if Zion played more, that he probably would have knocked Donovan Mitchell off if we were only doing four young stars, right? But I don't have a problem with any of these guys. Donovan Mitchell is just one of those players. I guess I think of him as a little bit older. I mean, even Jason Tatum. When we're talking about him being 24 years old, just because, man, these guys start so young. They've been in the league for so long. But out of these guys, out of these four, who's winning a ring first then? Out of Ja, Luca, Jason Tatum, and Donovan Mitchell. So the easy answer is Tatum. The odds say it's going to be Tatum. The record says it's going to be Tatum. The pedigree from last year's finals say it's going to be Tatum. I won't take the obvious one. I'll say Donovan Mitchell. I, wow. I, 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 this Cleveland team is nice. People don't pay attention to them because they're not loud, because they've not established, because in the East it seems like there's only three teams, Boston and Milwaukee and Philadelphia, and that's it. And then we focus on guys like Durant and what's going on out West. This Cleveland team is nice. Donovan Mitchell's 26. Darius Garland's 23. Evan Mobley's 21. Jared Allen's 24. That is a hell of a core as all those guys average double figures with Mitchell averaging 27 points per game. They are plus 5.7 in point differential, which is a very telling statistic in all sports. On average, how much are you outscoring or getting outscored by the competition? In the 30-team NBA, there is only one team with a better point differential than the Cleveland Cavaliers, and that would be the Boston Celtics. They have a better point differential than everybody in the West. Last season, they won 53% of their games. This season, they're winning 62% of their games. I am not telling you that the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to win the title this year, but I think that is a nice core trending in the right direction. There's a lot to get excited about. So if I'm picking a young star from your list to win a ring, I'll go off the beaten path. I'll avoid Tatum. I'll say Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I don't hate that. I think that that Cleveland team is headed the right direction. I also think it is a young, fun, exciting team. I hate the Cleveland Cavaliers, so that's saying a lot coming from me. Credit to that organization, though. They rebuilt the right way, and they were able to rebuild after LeBron. And as a Miami Heat fan, I can tell you that ain't no easy task. Like, when LeBron leaves your organization, it is not going to be good for quite a few years. Four years later, this Cleveland Cavaliers team feels like it has a whole lot of hope for the future, and maybe we'll be able to win a championship without LeBron James on its roster one day, I still would put my money on Jason Tatum. I know that's easy play. And it's I set I up mean, nice for him. It's a great goodness, team. Our board op Ben can tell you no one's been more critical of Jason Tatum than me, right? And I I uh, I I don't want to give him the credit, but that this C's team just feels like you know, they're on that trajectory. They're on that path. Jason Tatum shrunk in the finals last season. I'm sure he learned a lot from that. And I would imagine he'll get over the hump here at some point. But don't count out Luka either. I mean, who knows what Luka and Kyrie are going to look like in a postseason together. I mean, and as far as talent is concerned, Luka's an absolute beast. He's probably the best on the list. The problem oh, is yeah. they play no defense in Dallas. And if they're not going to be able to play any defense, they're not going to go very far in the NBA playoffs. I history has shown you have to be able to play defense to have any sort of chance when it comes to the postseason. 
That's true, and that team might not be constructed to do it. Luke is the best player on this list. That's easy peasy. John Morant's the most exciting player to watch on this list to me. Luca is the most uh, is the best of the players on this list. Coming up next, Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive. We take you to the court in our latest edition of Jury Duty. This is ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. It's about to go down here on Joe and Amber because we're about to do some jury duty where we use our law degrees to battle each other to the death. No, actually, just to eh, the ruling of a judge. Out. I mean, battling each other judge. to the death would be, you know, I'd certainly make uh, for some uh, interesting radio. But I think we're just going to go ahead and battle each other over uh, Lamar Jackson's subject. We're going to argue our cases and Nick Cardi is going to step in, acting as the judge and the jury and the executioner in this case. Let's get to it. All right. It's time to state your case. Welcome to jury duty. This is jury duty with Joe and Amber. Hello, Nick. Hello. It's judge, too, but please. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Hello, see, there Judge There she is Cardi. insulting the, your honor. Your yeah, honor, you don't no, need to take that. <laughs> Here's Joe sucking up already. Every time. It doesn't hurt. You do it every night. It's not going to work the same with Nick as it does with James. Eh, We'll see about that. Proceed, Your Honor. All right. Well, our debate today for in this court of law is what will Lamar Jackson's week one contract status be come September? We will turn to uh, Counselor Fortenbaugh first for his opening statement. Week one contract status. I won't be able to give you all the details, but I will tell you that Lamar Jackson will, by week one of next season, reached a long-term deal with the Baltimore Ravens. It will not be fully guaranteed, but both sides will come to an understanding. I think the Ravens getting rid of offensive coordinator Greg Roman was an olive branch. Not that it was disrespect towards Roman, but the offense wasn't working. It was only working in a sense for tight ends and running backs. Wide receivers did not want to come to Baltimore because they do not excel and thrive in that system. Roman's out. Todd Monken is in. Monken had a lot of success at the University of Georgia. He had a lot of success with Baker Mayfield. He is going to revamp the passing game. So I think they've sent the message to Lamar that this guy is here because we are committed to making the offense better. That's number one. Number two, this offseason, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert are going to be eligible for contract extensions. And after Lamar is hit with the franchise tag and he watches one two or all three of them get deals that are not fully guaranteed it's going to be very difficult to continue arguing for a fully guaranteed deal at which time the ravens will slide in and say look we're still going to give you a monster deal it's going to reset the market here you go he's going to say you know what enough's enough i want to get paid i don't want to take any more risk i've been injured in each of the last two years boom sign on the dotted line ravens lamar jackson long-term contract done by week one of next season Counselor Wilson, your turn. It's the first time Joe Fortenbaugh has ever been called counselor since failing that bar exam. Uh, so that's, uh, that's contempt. I object right there. That is extraordinarily rude to talk to another counselor like that. <laughs> Judge Nick, I hope you're I'll taking notes it. and paying attention. May it pl- I'll may allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. Good. Thank you. Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, may it please the court. Lamar Jackson will be playing under the franchise tag week one 
of this upcoming NFL season. He will be playing under the franchise tag for the Baltimore Ravens, but I do believe they will tag him, and I believe they will tag him with an exclusive tag because, of course, they have two options here. A non-exclusive saves them a lot of money, makes it more cap-friendly for them. They would only have to pay him 32.4 mil under a non-exclusive tag. An exclusive tag means paying him $45 million. It's more prohibitive. But an exclusive tag means they're not going to lose Lamar Jackson. And you don't want to lose the guy who already has an MVP under his belt. You don't want to lose the guy that everybody believes has enough talent to win a Super Bowl with your team. And you don't want to lose the guy who most everybody considers a top 10 quarterback in the league when you have him in your hand. All of that being said, you also don't want to pay that guy $250 million guaranteed dollars. When you are talking about a quarterback who has been injured, like Joe said, two out of the last two seasons, a guy who does play a style that certainly could make him more prone to injury moving forward. And there are some concerns there about, is it Lamar Jackson that doesn't attract the veteran wide receivers to join the crew or was it Greg Roman? And we're about to find out that answer with the change at that coordinator position. You want Lamar Jackson on your team. If you're the Baltimore Ravens, you don't want to hamstring your entire future. If you're the Baltimore Ravens or set some sort of precedent in the NFL that Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns already set but if you go ahead and you do it as well now it's a pattern now we're talking Joe Burrow now we're talking Justin Herbert now we're talking Jalen Hurts now we're talking every quarterback that gets those extensions over the next few years is going to be looking for well over 200 of guaranteed money if I'm an NFL owner in that sport with the injury concerns in that sport and obviously this is going to be a power struggle I'm of course arguing from the NFL owner's perspective here, I would not want to have to pay a quarterback 250 guaranteed million. And that is what it appears Lamar Jackson is asking for. We have more information today from Jeremy Fowler and Jamison Hensley on ESPN.com, where they gave you some insight over the last year here of the negotiations between the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. And they said that according to sources, every time Lamar bet back, even when the Ravens would offer him 250, but they'd only make you know, a, a buck 30 of it guaranteed, which is still more than most other quarterbacks like the Russell Wilsons and Kyler Murray's of the world in the National Football League, but nowhere near Deshaun Watson guaranteed money. And they said in this article that Lamar would go back with, hey, I want every dollar of it guaranteed. You know, give me the 250 guaranteed. So he's looking for more than Deshaun Watson and more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson. We've only seen it happen one time in NFL history with Deshaun Watson at that kind of money. I don't think the Ravens are going to let it happen twice, but I do think that they're going to do everything they can to keep him and buy themselves some more time with these negotiations. I think that means spending $45 million this season on a tag. Alright, well both very valid and solid arguments and after much deliberation the people have ruled in honor of Counselor Wilson. And, and what was it That's that excellent. put it over thank, the top, thank Your you. Honor? Thank you, what Your was honor. it that put it over the top? It was more of a detailed, she referenced the new dot-com article as well, and she was standing on precedent that it's only happened one time. It's happened twice. Kirk Cousins well, Kirk got Cousins a fully guaranteed two, deal. Yeah, like but it how, wasn't over 200 guaranteed million. That size of that contract, 230, has only happened one time well, in NFL yeah, history. of course that's only happened one time. That's actually a fact you needed to hear, Your Honor, in order to, to agree don't, that the highest-paid guy in history the is the only time that's ever happened. This is it's contempt. important information. Put Kirk in Cousins got court. a fully guaranteed deal. We're just blowing through that? How much was Kirk's guaranteed? 
I think it was, uh, what was it? His th- the original one was three for somewhere between 80 and 90, I want to say. So three there you go. They would, they would love to hand him 90 million guaranteed It was five dollars. to six years ago. It they've was five to six years him, ago. They've, according to this article on our .com, they've offered him, what, 130 guaranteed, and he's turned it down out of a $250 million deal. He ain't looking for that. He's looking for 200-plus guaranteed. That's what he's looking for. If he's There's on only the one franchise, dude who's ever he, gotten that. I want Nick to remember this. Remember she said that he's going to play on the franchise tag. They can franchise him. That doesn't mean he's playing week one. And that it would mean, mean that argument's it. wrong. That would mean the argument's wrong. So you make sure you remember that, Your Honor, because he might not. He didn't. He sat out plenty of games last year, and I know it was an injury, but a lot of guys on that roster were shocked at the fact that he wasn't there for that Bengals playoff game. But he's not going to get paid if he doesn't sign the franchise tag. Of the course. only way he's sitting out those games under the franchise tag now is, he, is if he doesn't sign it, which is up to him, and he doesn't have to sign it if they try to exclusively tag him. That's absolutely true, and that's a tactic he can take, and he can play hardball. He ain't oh, yeah. getting that $45 million, though. And for a player like Lamar Jackson, who's been on a rookie deal for five years, which by NFL standards with a player of his caliber means he really hasn't made that much money. Again, by those standards, we're not comparing him to the bank accounts of Amber Wilson or, or Joe Fortball <laughs> here. I would imagine Joe's bank account. I'm not familiar with it, but I would imagine. So it, you're imagining you know, correctly. Those, it's not. Right, on there you go. That. There you go. By those standards. Otherwise, listen, otherwise I need to go back to the negotiating table with ESPN. Uh, <laughs> by those standards, by the NFL standards, Lamar hasn't made a ton of money. Him sitting out and not signing that franchise tag is a huge risk for a quarterback who, yes, if that's where he wants to retain the power, that's the way to do it. But that's a huge risk in terms of your bank account for a quarterback that ha- is coming off of a rookie deal. Right? I'm, I'm just I'm just waiting for Nick to weigh in. I, I, I blew up no, half wait, that Nick argument. Ruled he, in my you favor. know he's now sitting you and I there are right now regretting his decision. No, he's Reg- not. Not at all. Decision. I just I, the no, Ravens I just aren't confirmed his decision. The Ravens aren't the Browns. The Ravens won't be desperate and, and do something that has only happened once. Precedent, Joe. I, I think but that's, that's, that's what I'm. An excellent that's what I'm telling you. They're not going to give him the guaranteed deal. He's not going to get it, but he is going to sign a long-term deal. You have to remember something. It's not just X's and O's in terms of franchise tag, play or not play. It's about the relationship. The relationship between quarterback and franchise is not good right now. You have to make good on this if you're going to keep him around. You don't franchise him and stick it to him another year and waste another season when suddenly the hamstring injury is going to creep up or whatever other injury is going to keep him out of the lineup. Like you can't have your entire culture shattered because everyone's mad at one another. Yeah, you can hit him with a franchise tag. He's going to be pissed. Is that the best way he's to go get about your business? $5 million. I mean, That's he's going to get paid as much as Patrick Mahomes under That's the franchise tag under for. an exclusive one. That's all the more reason that they would make it exclusive instead of non-exclusive. They are paying him then at that rate. The only quarterback that makes more than that per is Aaron Rodgers. But he gets it for more than this year. That it, The point is not the amount. It's the duration. 45 for one year is fantastic. No one's arguing it's not fantastic. He doesn't want 45 for one year. If he oh, did, they already would have issued the franchise tag. He would have signed it and both would have issued a press release saying we're very happy. He's not interested in 45 guaranteed. He's interested in a lot more spaced out over several years because he wants that generational yeah. wealth. That's what they're arguing over. He wants six years of security, but also he could have already signed that because they put several of those deals in front of him. If he's so worried about security, he wouldn't have been playing on a fifth-year option on a rookie deal. We've never seen that with a quarterback of his caliber. 
It's unheard of. This is a player who is willing to roll the dice. If he was so concerned about security, he would have signed a deal three years ago. That's the he reality of it. He would have signed the deal last year because he, representing himself, was under the impression that he could get the, the Watson deal. He is going to learn this summer from Hertz, Herbert, Burrow, all three or one or two of them, that when those guaranteed deals aren't being handed out, he's no longer getting them. And he's going to go back to the table and they're going to find something better that works for both sides so they can move forward. Jury this duty heated. Was this is nice you. and heated. This was jury duty <laughs> was brought one. to you by the law offices of Cordell and Cordell. We're very thankful to Cordell and Cordell for coming on board. Coming up next, Joe and Amber, we want to hear from you. This is your chance to chime into the show. Who did you think won jury duty? It could be as simple as that or give us your hot takes. We love those two. <laughs> Anything across the world of sports, Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. The phone lines are open. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Oh, old school, Wayne. Makes me happy. Color Roulette also makes me happy. The phone lines are open. We're about to get to your phone calls here on Joe and Amber. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Anything you got for us, your hottest takes, bring them our way. But first, Joe's going to try to earn you a little bit more money. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. First two pizza monies of the night have yet to tip off. OKC Pick'em over Utah. That starts in about 12 minutes. Lakers minus six over the Warriors. That starts at 10 p.m. Eastern. Final one starts in about 12 minutes. To the XFL we go. We are company men and women on this program. We back ESPN at every turn. And we got a doozy for you tonight. It's the St. Louis Battlehawks and the Seattle Sea Dragons going under 38 and a half total points. There's been a market adjustment. Four games in week one of the XFL season, the average closing total was 35.8. Fast forward one week later after overs went three and one, you now have an average closing total sitting around 38. We've seen a two plus point adjustment. I believe that underscores that there is value in the unders. This is strictly an economical play here tonight. Battlehawks, Sea Dragons, under 38 and a half total points. Pizza money number three. 13 black odd, no winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play Call a Roulette with Joe and Amber. It's that time. Triple H, say ESPN. That's the number. That's how you get in touch with us. Let's go ahead and spin the wheel. David, David is in Minneapolis. David, thanks for the call tonight. What do you have for us? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I want to say that the Baltimore Ravens have shown just an uh, incredible disrespect to to uh, Lamar Jackson. He has been the face of the franchise for all these years. The, the NFL is not, and any sports team is not about winning. It's about the value, about people buying tickets. And their team is a much different team than if Lamar Jackson is not on it. And so for them not to find to put a deal together for him, I think is just just showing that they didn't value his his value uh, to the franchise. And also, I want to say that uh, Luca can't be considered the the best player of those four players that were uh, mentioned because Luca cannot play defense the way that Jason Tatum can. So he he might be the best offensive player, but in no way is he the best player. 
Thanks for the call, David. I want to start with the Lamar Jackson portion of this conversation because there's a lot of people who feel like David Field, Joe, where the Ravens are being disrespectful, not getting a deal done. I mean, I've even heard a lot of people across our airwaves that are basically like, just pay that man, you know? But of course, it's not that simple and you actually own a business, which is what it is when you own a team. That's the reality of it. And it's a salary cap sport. And yes, he is the most important player on that team. And yes, he has been a heck of a player for that team. And he certainly sells jerseys and he puts people in the stands and he's electric to watch and he's had success. He won an MVP. He has not won you a Super Bowl, but he did get an individual award. Nevertheless, you can't just pay unlimited to the most important players, right? Like there's got to be some limits. Where does it end? Do you pay a guy 400 guaranteed million in the NFL when you're up against a salary cap and now you can't afford any other player on your entire roster? It just doesn't work that way. This isn't baseball, Joe. There's a famous saying, or a famous question, I should say. If all of your friends jumped off the Brooklyn Bridge, would you? Like, just because Cleveland is a idiotic organization does not mean the Ravens are going to be an idiotic organization. The Deshaun Watson cap number for each of the next four years is as follows. 54.9 million, 54.9 million, 54.9 million, 54.9 million. All right? Nobody else is going to hand out a contract like that because it's a ridiculous contract done by a, a, a desperate franchise that has never won anything. And that's a fair statement because this franchise is, is what, 20-some years old? The original Browns, they're the Ravens. They moved. That's a smart franchise. This new version of the Browns, not a good franchise. So, no, the Ravens aren't, gonna, aren't showing them disrespect. They offered them more guaranteed money than Murray and Russell Wilson. How much more do you want? Russell Wilson has a Super Bowl under his belt and Lamar Jackson has more hits been offered reportedly, according to sources telling ESPN has been offered more guaranteed money than even that guy who frankly has a better resume is already a hall of fame quarterback. I would argue and Russell Wilson, I understand what this last season looked like guys, but let's take the first 10 years before that in terms of the basketball players, by the way, that David was referencing there, it was John Morant, Luca, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Joe and I had said the Luca was the best out of those four who are the future of the NBA. David was taking issue with that saying it's Jason Tatum. I still maintain it's Luca, but I understand defensively uh, that team, certainly uh, overall that team with the Mavericks, uh, need some help in that area. Let's spin the wheel. Terrence, Terrence is in Georgia. Terrence, what do you have for us tonight? Uh, hey, guys, I love your show. Uh, you know I do because I call every day. You call every day, Terrence. We love <laughs> yeah. you, boy. Thanks. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, if he stays in Green Bay, are we going to go through this carousel again about – I mean, inundating us with what he's going to do, what he's not going to do. And, and frankly, I'm, I'm just sick of it. I'm really, truly sick of it. And uh, let's go, let's go Giants. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Terrence. Uh, the Giants also uh, have uh, their own issues right now, figuring out what to do with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. The Green Bay Packers are going to have issues when it comes to what to do about Aaron Rodgers for the rest of the time that Aaron Rodgers is part of that team. I do think that – he will do this to us again if he comes back this next year. It's just, it is what it is at this point in Aaron Rodgers' career. This is the song and dance he's going to do every season. And if he leaves Green Bay, he's going to do it to the next team. People complain about Rodgers like you and Terrence, and that's fine. It's completely justified. But you're going to miss him when he's gone. When these off-seasons of Aaron Rodgers' discontent disappear from our lives, what are we going to talk about? 
Lamar Jackson's not going to be getting franchise tag each of the next 12 years. That conversation's <laughs> going away, too. We're going to have to find something new to talk about. Don't worry. We'll find things to talk about. I mean, Jalen Hurts hasn't been paid yet. Joe hasn't been paid yet, right? Uh, Justin Herbert hasn't been paid. Uh, maybe Tua will ball out next season, and then we'll be talking about an extension for him when they picked up a fifth-year option on him. There will be plenty of things, Joe, to always talk about in the NFL. We don't actually need Aaron Rodgers' help. Like, that's what Aaron Rodgers is going to learn one day whenever he does retire. I think we're still a long way from him actually retiring. I think that he is probably going to be back with the Packers, and then if he ever does move on to another team, he's still going to do this song and dance until eventually he finally does come back into the light out of the darkness and decide <laughs> to retire. I just don't think that day is going to be today. Freddie and Fitzsimmons, they come into the light, I think, anyways. They're coming up next on ESPN Radio. You can also always listen to them on the ESPN app. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.